Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, let's call it No Martyr Monday. It's mind over matter. Sometimes dreams get shattered. Small things to a giant when you prepare for battle. It's your boy, OG. And if it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. Say what you're going to say, but don't be scared to look in the mirror. Say prime, 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 because in college football, it gets no scary. You want our shine? Then get in line. It ain't over, even if you didn't know the time. We all the way up. No Martyr Monday. Let's go. All right. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, it's a terrible weekend sports-wise for me, but hey, we're going to break it down anyway because that's what we do. First and foremost, we're going to start off with my man, Prime, because we have to, whether they want to admit it or not, like I said, he's been the most pulverizing thing in sports for the last couple of months or since the college football season started. Saturday for Coach Prime was a reckoning. But the thing is, I don't know why these naysayers, the haters, the doubters, why did you think Coach Prime was going to fold? I mean, the haters got their wish, but they just don't understand. We still coming. It's a minor setback. You know, you can't you can't take Coach's Prime shine. I mean, Coach Landon for the Ducks, you know, he wanna talk about prime and clicks and, and, and all the other stuff and what have you, but what did he do that little speech for before the game? For clicks. Like his 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 players got shoes that change colors for your thermal giving your thermal reading. That's for clicks. A thousand uniforms for Oregon. That's for clicks. You sounded like a hypocrite. Were you mad when uh, Phil Knight, the president of Nike, came on the field, who is an alumni of Oregon, and he went to Dion's side before he came to yours? Did you get mad about that? I mean, what's going on? No matter what you say or what you do, you're not prime. There's going to be haters. There's going to be haters. Prime knows that. But in true fashion, he stepped up to the microphone. He answered all questions. He let them know he keep receipts because he, he does. And Landon knows that game was out of hand early. And Landon got there at, at halftime. He, he's like, I'm not satisfied. Like, we're going to smash him. Yeah, of course. And then he realized something. You're going to be recruiting against this guy. And they want to know who was the asshole and who wasn't. The asshole was you, guy. Because then they started hitting Bo Nix. And you thought about it. We're crushing them. But your quarterback might not finish the game. So, you know, cause and effect, brother. Cause and effect. But like I said, please believe Coach Prime will be back. We got USC this Saturday. Ain't nobody watching Oregon the rest of the year. Even if they make it to, to the Pac-12 championship game. Just saying. It's one game. They might lose the USC game. So what? We still coming. Moving on. We're going to talk about Ohio State. I've said Ohio State doesn't have a quarterback. They they pulled out the game against Notre Dame on Saturday. Barely. One second left on the clock. Ryan Day, the coach of Ohio State, his days are numbered. His days are numbered. He got too excited over that. You know, Ohio State is a big-time college. And for him to make that much of a fuss, yeah, it was a hard-fought game, and I get it. But your Ohio freaking state guy, I got bad news for you. Michigan is, Michigan is probably 
the, the most complete team in the country. Michigan is going to roll you. I just hope it's not in Ohio State. Because if they roll you in Ohio State, you, you're probably going to get fired this year. Uh, and then you got to worry about Penn State. Because they're not as good as Michigan, but they're not far behind. The one thing I can tell you right now, both of those teams are better, better than the Buckeyes. Congratulations on the win. Moving on. Florida State. <laughs> Florida State, you know, I'm a Noel fan. I don't like the coach Norville. The quarterback is he's he's not a typical Florida State quarterback. He's not gonna win them a national championship. Not you know, I'm not hating or anything. I I just call it like I see it. But Florida State confirmed one thing for me on Saturday. That is it's over for Dabble. It's over for Dabble. They haven't lost the Death Valley in forever. They lost. I just want to give you a piece of advice, Dabble. Silence is golden. When you came out shooting your mouth off about not letting these kids get paid, bruh, it started to be over for you. Then you didn't fix it in the media. Now you can't get any top players. This quarterback club, Nick, so you, you sent Big Cinco away for him. He played well, not just, just not well enough to win. The Clemson dynasty is over. Sorry to say it, but it's done. Hope Nick retires so you can go coach Alabama, but yeah, it's, it's over. Then Alabama, Bama bounces back after Nick Saban quit playing playing God. Uh, why he didn't let Milro play last week is beyond me. Like I said, he could have had something to do with him just wanting him to see the game from a different angle. And maybe that was it. But Milro came in and did his thing and got them to win. Uh, Lane Kiffin for Ole Miss was talking all kind of crap. But Lane, uh, Lane got silenced again. You had your chance, Lane. You didn't You didn't uh, capitalize on it. Sorry. More in college football. Let me say this. Haley Von Voorhees is the first female <clears throat> excuse me, non-kicker to play in a college football game. Although it was Division Three, I mean, I'm all for female empowerment, but cut it out. Cut it out. It's all fun and games until somebody gets laid out. Stop it, man. Football's for dudes. I mean, of course, if you want to, not saying they can't play, they can play. But they, they generally are not built for that. But, I mean, stop with these gimmicks. If she was legitimate safety, okay. But if she's not, stop running people out there to prove a point. Women can do anything they want to. I'm a firm believer. Trust me. Just not play football. Not on that level. Like I said, it was Division Three. Come up Division One, they're going to lay you out. First play just to prove a point. Moving on to the NFL. And I couldn't wait to get to this part before I run down the games. Prime had his reckoning, but Sean Payton had his awakening. He loved hanging Russell out to dry. But guess what, buddy? It's your turn. The Miami Dolphins hung a 70-piece on the wonderkin Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos. It's not Russ's fault, buddy. As, I, as I've said in other shows, Russ does not play defense. He does not play defense. And he wanted to lay the blame on everything on Russ to see his way out, to get a pass for this year. But that was complete. I think it may a play. It may be a player mutiny on the way. The way they played is like they didn't care. 
And and for all the backlash Russ gets, Russ is like top five in QBR in the league. So he's not playing as bad as he's making it out to be. First thing he got up there and said at the podium was that they had some drives they could have capitalized on. What would that have gave you, like 30 points? They hung a 70-piece on you. How 35 points and one in the game. They scored 35 in the first half. But he had to get up there and swallow that amazing ego that he has. He had to get up there and swallow that. Even getting mad at a reporter because they asked him a legitimate question. Pressure bus pipes. And, bruh, you were leaking all over the place Sunday. I love every minute of it. The whole year with three games in and the whole talk has been how is he going to fix Russ? If you go back two shows ago, I asked the question, who's going to fix him? Because if you remember his last five years in New Orleans, there wasn't nothing sweet about that. This is the same guy, like I said, who tried to start Taysom Hill over the number one pick in the draft, Jameis Winston. Although Jameis has his, you know, his flaws, you're not starting Taysom Hill over Jameis. That's that's insanity. That's, you know, the smugness. Oh, that's the I can do whatever I want. Remember, this is the same guy who wanted to be the GM and the coach. Luckily, somebody in the, you know, the Broncos upper management were like, hell no. He's not the GM's favorite guy because he threw shot. Uh, he threw uh, the the ex coach under the bus, which uh, he said that the organization was ran poorly with the GM at the top. They're talking about getting rid of Russ. Man, they owe Russ a hundred and seventy some odd million dollars. That's hard to swallow. I think he makes about ten million or so. That's not that hard to swallow, bro. So while you were spending your time putting Russ on the hot seat. What you did is put yourself on the hot seat. You're not as ballyhooed as you think you are. And now you, you're looking for somebody else to bring, to blame. What you need to do in your office, in your bathroom, go in there and look in the mirror. It's all you, guy. It's all you. And I love it. It's called accountability. Your turn. Moving on. Uh... And good news in the NFL, running back Nick Chubb, who had that devastating injury last Monday night, uh, is just a torn MCL, and he should make a full recovery. That's great news. Whether we respond to it or not, hopefully he comes back. That uh, Chubb is a good dude, great running back, and I'm glad it wasn't as bad as they thought. Uh, moving on, Joe Barrow, still questionable for, for tonight's game. I'll get into the NFL games later on in the show. Uh, I'm going to tap a little bit on baseball, Major League. Okay, uh, Shohei Otani for the Angels. He's done for the season. Now they're shutting down Mike Trout. Uh, they're shutting down Mike Trout for the rest of the season. He's They've been eliminated from the playoffs anyway, but it seems like it's the same. There's only six games left, so it's not a bad deal, but they got, I think they're going to blow that whole Angels thing up uh, this offseason. I don't think Shohei is coming back, but we'll see. Uh, the Braves, Mookie Betts, uh, contender for MVP this year, sets the RBI record for leadoff uh, leadoff hitters at 105. Uh, he, he's had a, an outstanding uh, season, so we'll see. Uh, Going to move to the women's NCAA. The Hoyas coach, uh, Miss Butts, she takes leave of absence for breast cancer. Uh, praying uh, for remission and a quick recovery for her. Also, in women's basketball, I mean, uh, women's uh, 
women's basketball, Caitlin Clark wins the Sullivan Award for Top College Athlete. Congrats to her. Uh, she deserved it. Also, DePaul extends the ADPV through 2027. Now we're going to switch to the WNBA. The Suns upset the Liberty 78-63, led by Bonner and her 20 points. Brianna Stewart only had 19. Hmm. Not too many people shut down Stewie. And the defending champs, the Aces, take out the Dallas Wings 97-83, led by Aja Wilson's 34. Sabali led the Wings with 16. That's all I have for quick hits on a Monday. Okay, let's dive into this college football, see what happened and why. Uh, first, we're going to start off with Georgia against UAB. Uh, 49-21, them dogs. Uh, they played Trent Dilfer's team. Uh, uh, Trent, I mean, Clint, uh, he, he kept it respectable. 49-21, uh, that ain't bad because they were uh, expected to be blown out by much more than that. But Trent did a good job. He coached them up. 49-21, them dogs. Michigan versus Rutgers, 31-7. Jim Harbaugh's back, like I said. Michigan is the most complete team in, in the country. They're not getting all the hype right now, but as the Big Ten season rolls on, you will see. It looks like they're 2-3 deep in every position. Uh, number three, Texas versus Baylor, 38-6. Uh, Hook them. Yeah, this, this thing was over first quarter. Number four, Florida State versus Clemson, 38-24. Like I said, death of a dynasty is over for Dabo. And I, like I said, I'm not enamored with Norville, the coach of Florida State, because he still coaches like he's at Memphis. He's got five stars everywhere, 31-24. It shouldn't have been that close. Uh, although the quarterback, Travis, is dealing with an injury he got last week against Boston College. But as far as their games go, after the LSU game, I have not been impressed at all but anyway go knows number five usc versus arizona state another squeaker 42 to 28 okay caleb williams is that guy he's gonna throw for four or five touchdowns every game but they have no defense so they're they're uh their clash with colorado this weekend that's gonna be whose defense can play the better i they look just as bad as Colorado did, but they got the win, 42-28. As I said, number six, Ohio State versus Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame ranked number nine, 17-14. The Irish, I can't say Ohio State beat them. The Irish lost this game. I like Marcus Freeman, but when they got the ball back with two minutes to go, instead of just playing like they have been playing all game, they hit the conservative mode. Uh, no guts, no glory. Uh, Ohio State got the ball back and went down the field. It just sucks for Marcus Freeman because he, he should have had that one. He knows he should have had that one. But like I said, congrats to Ohio State anyway. Number seven, Penn State against number 24, Iowa. Penn was ready. Like I said, other than, than Michigan, the second most complete team is Penn State. Iowa's ranked. Kirk French always has those guys ready to play. They did not score. That's all you need to know. Number eight, Washington versus Cal. Penix Jr. is the truth. He's my number one guy for the Heisman right now. 59-32 against Cal. Uh, number nine, Notre Dame. Like I said, they played Ohio State. Number 10, Oregon against number nine. Number 10, Oregon against number 19, Colorado. 42-6. They took the buff to the woodshed. Point blank, period. That's all I need to say. I'm, you know, 
I didn't think Colorado was gonna go undefeated this year, but what I I won't say they quit, but it's like they lost fight. And the defensive coordinator got it going. He, like Bo Nix, I've known Bo Nix since he was at Auburn. Uh, I mean Auburn. He is not gonna beat you throwing the football. He's a dual threat quarterback, but mostly he'll hurt you running more than he'll hurt you passing. Like I said. Why and, and the, the DC for Colorado has known him since he was a kid. He's the babysit him, so you should know what he plays like. Drop the safeties in the box and make him throw the football. That was too easy. It took him until the third quarter to drop the safeties in the box, and by then it was already over. And it's not just the players, man. Those coach Sean Lewis, I wasn't impressed with his uh, play calling either on the offensive side. So it's enough blame to go around for anybody. I, and I have one question. Where the hell is Jimmy Horn? All through the uh, training camp and, and, and the, the YouTube stuff, Jimmy Horn's been the number one guy. Nobody touch Jimmy or you'll never play again. Where is Jimmy Horn? He has not shown. Yeah, he's got a couple of touchdowns. But if you're the number one receiver, I should see you more than two times a game. He... Uh, Stop making YouTube videos and showing your chain and your grill. How about you show up in a game more than twice? I think he only had one catch the whole game. Other than catching the ball, fair catching the ball on punts. And can you please stop going backwards? When you when he catches the ball, he immediately goes backwards instead of forward. I don't I don't get that. Is that some nervous tick or something? Get psychiatrist. I'm sure you got one on staff there in Colorado. But come on, man. Like I said, all all the OC, the DC special teams coach, yeah, they need to have a meeting for real, because nobody afforded themselves well in, in doing all that. I commend Dion for not going off on everybody on the sideline. You can tell he was frustrated, but he didn't let it all out. But all in due time, that's all I'm saying. Number eleven, Utah versus UCLA. Number twenty-two, oh, twenty-two UCLA, fourteen to seven. The Utes find a way. And you got to think about this. The Utes don't even have their starting quarterback. It's quarterback by committee. But they're so physical. The Chip Kelly, you know, Chips like to finesse you, uh, trick you, and do all these things. Man, the Utes just ran over them. They didn't get a lot of scoring, but they didn't need to. 14-7 Utes. Number 12, LSU versus Arkansas. Arkansas is always a tough out, no matter if they're ranked or not. 34-31, LSU survives the shootout. Brian Kelly, I don't know what vision he had for his team this year, but he didn't have them squeaking out a win against Arkansas 34-31. Uh, I'm not going to say they're a disappointment, but they're not the juggernaut that I thought they were going to be. And he's he's publicly said it. They're not the juggernaut that he thought they were going to be. So we don't know what's going to happen with LSU, but it is what it is. Then number 13, Alabama versus number 15, Ole Miss, 24-10. Miro was the answer, and Nick knew it the whole time. Gonna have to stop the shenanigans. Gonna have to stop, man. These guys are transferring. Uh, Alabama's one of the, the college teams. They had 17 uh, trans. They hit the transfer portal, and all those guys are playing somewhere else. So he's gonna have to trying to stop teaching life lessons that he don't need to teach, and just start the best player. And Miro was clearly the best player. So congrats to Nick. You could tell he was a little hyped after the game because, like, yeah, bro, you're going to have to stop trying to teach lessons just win football games. Okay, number 14, Oregon State versus Washington State. 
38-35 Wazoo. Come on. Big Cinco. Maybe I, I'm going to have to backtrack about uh, Dabo because uh, Washington State put it on you. Uh, they were down at half, but they came back to win 38-35. Quarterback from, Was uh, from Washington State is the real deal. He is the real deal. I'll talk about him a, a little bit later. Uh, number 15 was Ole Miss. Number 16, Oklahoma versus Oklahoma versus Cincinnati, 20-6 Oklahoma. Brent Venables, the coach for Oklahoma, has been talking a lot of crap. I can't wait till they play a real Power 5 team to see how good of a coach he's not. But for now, you got to give him his kudos, 20-6 Oklahoma. Number 17, UNC versus Pittsburgh, 41-24, Drake May came to play. It, it wasn't really a contest. Number 18, Duke. Versus UConn, 41-7. Dukes keeps rolling along. I'm waiting on that date when they have to play Florida State. Number 19, Colorado. Like I said, they already played. Uh, number 20, Miami versus Temple, 41-7. I said the Canes are for real, but nobody's seen. They're saying they've seen this before. Uh, so we're going to wait and see. But they look they look pretty damn good from what I've seen so far this year. So maybe Crystal Ball is the guy to get them back. Uh, then we had 21 Washington State. Like I said, they already played UCLA at 22, 23 Tennessee versus UTSA 45-14. That was a practice game. Uh, Iowa at 24 lost to Penn State, and then we had 25 Florida versus Charlotte 22-7. Uh, Travis Etienne's little brother put on another show. Okay, then we're gonna go around. I'm gonna start with the. More college football, the Heisman watch, if you've been watching. Uh, as I see it right now, the number one player in the country for the Heisman watch is Penix Jr. from Washington. He lights it up every Saturday, and it looks like it's no stopping him. He's dropping 50 on you, and that's on an average day. Second, I would have to put Caleb Williams, because Caleb's good for four or five touchdowns each and every game, no matter what the situation. Like I said, the defense is lacking, but he's still putting up numbers and doing his thing. Then I'm going to go Shador Sanders, even though Shador had a bad game uh, with Oregon. Uh, that in no way uh, takes away from what he's done so far. It's just one game. And then last, uh, my last guy that my husband watch is Cameron Ward, the quarterback for Washington State. Check him out. This boy is big time. His coach got on there and said he didn't want to uh, pump up a lot of players. But, yeah, Cameron Ward is that dude. Check him out. Okay, now we're going to go to the new rankings. Uh, nothing really changed at the top, but we're going to run them down. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Michigan. Three, Texas still at the three spot. Ohio State jumps to four. I don't know why. I mean, they beat a top ten team, but still. Uh, number five, Florida State. Number six, Penn State. I think Penn State should have been, should have, should have, I think uh, Florida State should have been four and Penn State should have been five, but that's just me. Uh, we got Washington at number seven. They should be higher. USC at eight. Oregon beat Colorado. They were number 10 last week. They only moved up one spot. That tells you exactly what they think about Oregon. Oregon at number nine. You got Utah at 10. Notre Dame at 11. Alabama at 12. LSU at 13. Uh, Oklahoma at 14. UNC at 15, Washington State at 16, Duke at 17, Miami at 18, 
Oregon State at 19, Ole Miss at 20, Tennessee at 21, Florida at 22, Missouri at 23, Kansas at 24, and Fresno State at 25. And no, your ears do not deceive you. Colorado has not dropped out of the top 25, but it is what it is. Now, let's move on to Sunday. Like I said, it was a horrible sports weekend for me personally. My teams just didn't do what they were supposed to do. But hey, it happens. The sun was out, so it wasn't all bad. So let's talk about it. First, let's get the obvious out the way. Broncos versus Miami, 70-20. to 20, And I I'm love saying this. It was not Russ's fault as I gave you the rundown earlier in the show. Although they lost, the Broncos, like, it was a breath of fresh air. I bet Russ is home with his feet kicked up saying, it's not my fault. Love it. Then we had the Saints versus the Packers. 18-7 Packers. Nothing but love for you, baby. Jordan love, that is. Uh, now, Derek Carr went down with an injury. They have a, a, a capable backup in uh, James Winston, former number one pick, former, uh, former quarterback for Tampa Bay. But, man, Jordan love. The 18-point comeback. They trying to uh, throw dirt on this man down, down in Green Bay. But he showed his moxie and his mettle and got the win 18-17 at home. Jordan Love. Then we're going to go Colts versus the Ravens. 22-19 Colts in overtime. Colts could be a real contender. If somebody, if the owner would swallow that enormous ego of his and get Jonathan Taylor back in camp or at least trade for back, Close to Jonathan Taylor, they beat the Ravens with the backup quarterback. The number uh, number uh, three pick in the draft, Richardson, still in concussion protocol. And what the hell is going on with the Ravens? Because I thought Lamar was going to light it up this year. He looked passive, looked like he didn't know what he was doing. They, it's basically like they were calling the same plays they were calling last year. And it, late in the game, Lamar cost them with taking a sack he shouldn't have took. And they were almost in field goal range, so... I don't know what's going on, but 22-19 Colts. Then the Patriots versus the Jets, 15-10. What else do the Jets need to see? I'm going to say this again. Shannon Sharp, the Hall of Famer, said Zach Wilson couldn't play dead in a horror flick. And he was being nice. He was being nice. This guy can't play. How many more Sundays are they going to run this guy out of there and keep telling the team, we got a chance, we got a chance. Newsflash, you don't have a chance at all. And the worst part about it, you got quarterbacks calling them. Carson Wentz is called. Matt Ryan, who's in the booth right now, is called, saying, let me help you. And the Jets like, no, we're going to fall on our sword. Robert Sala looks like he's about to have a heart attack. He looks like he wants to fall on the sword. He looks like he want to go down there and beat up Zach Wilson. And God knows the number one receiver, he's had enough. He's unfollowed the Jets on his social media, and he looked like he wanted to punch Zach Wilson on the sideline. But they keep running him out there. The Patriots didn't do anything to talk about. You know their defense is stellar, so him beating them wasn't going to happen. <laughs> I almost feel sorry for the guy, but I don't. Moving on, Chargers against the Vikings. Uh, 28-24, Chargers. You might as well say the Vikes are rebuilding. They pretty much gave this game away. And uh, Brandon uh, Staley, the coach for the Vikings, I don't know why he thinks this saved his job. Like I said, the, the Vikings are playing 
I, I said Arizona was tanking. I think they're tanking because they're not going to re-sign Kirk Cousins. And he couldn't get it in two times inside the 20. That, that's not Kirk. And the running back they got, I guess they're missing Dalvin Cook. Or not missing Dalvin Cook because they're trying to get a quarterback in the draft. But, yeah, Staley, you're not safe. You're not safe at all. They're moving on. We got Tennessee versus Cleveland, 27-3. DW4 came back, played like I know he can play. Him and Stefanski somehow got on the same page. Stefanski is still a terrible play caller. He still thinks he's in Minnesota, but they got the win. And I don't know what's going on in Tennessee. He doesn't want to get rid of Tannehill. He don't, doesn't want to give Malik Willis a shot. And Derrick Henry is falling off the mat. So we're going to see what's happening with that. Then we have Buffalo versus the Commanders. 37-3. The first thing out of the commander's locker room is they're blaming Eric Bieniemy. Yeah, Ron Rivera is, 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 Ron knows it's over for him. So anything that happens now, he's going to try to blame Eric Bieniemy. 37-3, they didn't score any points, but the defense gave up 37. So, return of Josh Allen, I don't know. We're going to wait and see. But they were clicking on all cylinders yesterday, and it showed in the score. Then we had Houston versus the Jaguars. 37-17, C.J. Strouds for real. The number two pick in the draft is not a fluke. He looked like a purebred NFL quarterback yesterday throwing darts. What is going on with the Jaguars? Now, Houston won the game, but I was hard on Sunshine last week, but this week is not on him. His receivers didn't want to catch touchdowns because he threw about five of them. They dropped all five. So I, I don't really know what's going on. You know, the Jaguars coach is, is the quarterback whisperer. And like I say, Sunshine put it together yesterday, but his receivers didn't want to catch. I don't know what was going on, going on with Ridley. I don't know if he's taking bets again or whatever, but he dropped two touchdowns. Hit him in the middle of his chest. He's not a guy that drops those. So uh, Houston, uh, congratulations to uh, Houston's, uh, Houston Texans uh Head coach for his first win as a head coach. D'Amico Ryans, congratulations. Then we had Atlanta versus Detroit. I hate Atlanta because whenever I pick them to win, they lose. Whenever I pick them to lose, they win. But golf, hey, he righted the ship yesterday. They're still not using Gibbs the way they, the, they should be using them. Even with Montgomery out, they still, the OC, he's got to get off of it. He's got to get his kid more more, uh, more run. He's he just not doing it. Okay, then we had the debacle of the day. Not as bad as Broncos, Miami, but the Cowboys versus Arizona, 28-16. to 16. Uh, The Cowboys were just severely outcoached yesterday. Now, the, the head coach of the Cardinals used to be the defensive coordinator for the Eagles, so he knew exactly how to play the Cowboys. That defense, for all the hoopla about being the best defense and their dogs, you can't try to sack the quarterback on every play. Nobody playing their gaps. They, they simply played a waiting game. They gashed them in the running game 186 yards before halftime. And Mike McCarthy is outdated. He ran the same three plays the whole game. Get the ball to Pollard, run him in the line. Get the ball to Pollard, run him in the line. Try to throw a fade or a slant on the other side. Okay, that's four plays. Inside the 25 times, one touchdown. He got severely outcoached. The, the, deep, the 
Arizona defense knew what they were doing, how they were going to do it. And, of course, Dak topped it off at the end with an interception. But I just think that was out of frustration. And I'm not mad at Dak because he gave him the business at the podium afterwards. He was like, you happy now? We lost the game. I'm not the best in the world. Like I said, they don't like Dak being the face of the most recognized organized sports team in the world. They don't like it. They're doing everything to tear him down, and I think it's, it's finally got to him to a certain extent. You know, you know, Jerry uh, claims he loves him and all that, but, you know, he's not Jerry's guy. He knows he's not Jerry's guy, but he's going to get those checks until they get him out of there. Uh, I feel sorry for, for Dak because uh, McCarthy needs to let somebody else call him plays. He, he's, he's not the one. Then we got Seattle versus Carolina. 37-27. Carolina put up a fight with uh, Andy Dalton as the quarterback, but uh, that old Geno Smith, hey, he's routing back in the form from last year, and they shellacked him. 37-27. Then we had Kansas City versus Chicago. 41-10. There was no contest. They need to just go ahead and clean house in Chicago. All the blame's going to come on uh, Justin Fields. They keep saying, oh, we didn't... Uh, we didn't draft him. Well, you should have got rid of him then. You should have got rid of him. The GM, the coach, they're all in. They're all in and on together. They need to go. They need to go. And Kansas City, I mean, that was practice yesterday. And then the night game, we had Pittsburgh versus the Raiders, twenty-three to eighteen, Steelers, and they've been calling for. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense uh, coordinator, Canada, to get fired. Uh, Pickett looked pretty good last night. Jimmy did his thing last night, but he threw three interceptions. One of them wasn't his fault. The other two were his fault. And I keep telling people, Josh McDaniel is a good coordinator. He's not a good head coach. That is all. Okay, we got a couple of things I want to say. To me, the best team in the NFL right now, they keep wanting to point to the 49ers. No, no. It's the Miami Dolphins. It's the Miami Dolphins. And and they keep saying the 49ers because 49ers are balanced or what, what, what have you. But they're, they're figuring Purdy out. Every game I watch him now, he's, he's just the average guy now. They're figuring Purdy out. He's going to be figured really out sometime in the near future. Like I say, he might be hurt again before game eight. Not wishing an injury on him, but he's, he's either going to be hurt. And McCaffrey, you know, he never finishes out in the season. So we'll see. The best player... We got to go to the Dolphins again. It's either going to be Tool or Tyree Kill. They're both killing the game right now. Tool or Tyree Kill. The best defense, the Cowboys, my team, after yesterday, the Diggs. Okay, Diggs went out, but Diggs a corner. They were gashing the front line of linebackers. I didn't see them all day. Uh, Connor and the other little guy number four were killing them. Like I said, 186 yards before halftime. Does that sound like the number one defense to you? So we're gonna have to go back to the 49ers and give them give them that nod. The most disappointing has to be the Jets. That they won't go get a quarterback. It's disappointing that they won't give their own team a chance. I mean, <laughs> that good old boy network, they stick together. I'm like, how long before somebody uh, blows a gasket on social media. I can't wait. Enough football. We're going to turn it to boxing a little bit. Uh, get the schedule going. 
Canelo fights Charlo this Saturday. Anybody that's in the know about boxing, Charlo's talking all this crap. He's not even the best Charlo brother. Canelo, Canelo and eight. If it goes further than eight, Canelo's more washed up than I thought he is. Uh, we got October the 28th uh, in Saudi Arabia. Tyson Fury is uh, Frankson. Uh, Tyson Fury is fighting Francis Nagua, who's being trained by Mike Tyson. Now, if Tyson Fury is in any kind of shape, he should win this thing. But this guy is almost like uh, he's almost like uh, Dante Wilder, but like he's one hit a quitter. He could put Tyson Fury to sleep, but Dante didn't do it with one shot, so I don't think he's gonna do it one shot. Fury should should win this. Uh, then we got November the 16th. We got Shakur Stevenson against uh, Edwin Delo Santos. And I don't even understand why he's taking this fight. He wouldn't fight Devin Haney for 22 or 25% or whatever it was. But it was more money than he's going to make on this fight. Like I said last, last show. He's getting less money and he's not fighting for any straps. It's idiotic. And I don't understand. Then December the 9th, you got Devin the Truth Haney against uh, Progoyas. Everybody's saying, oh, Devin think this is... No, Devin doesn't think this is going to be an easy fight. Progoyas is bona fide. He can fight. But Haney is the better boxer, and he's going to box He's going to box him to death. Progoyas might have his moments. He may have his chances to take him out, but I don't see it happening. Stranger thing has happened, but Devin is... is, is molding into his master boxer phase he does need to get another trainer i love his dad he can continue to be his manager but he's taking him as far as he can take him as a trainer and i think even Devin knows that uh, this pecoria's fight should show a little bit that he may maybe need to take up some more uh training from another trainer virgil hunter's out there i'll go get virgil hunter and i'm sure he'd be happy to do it but i still think uh the truth Haney uh, takes Pergoyas out. Not a knockout. It's probably going to go 12, but he's going to outpoint him because he's that much a better boxer than he is. Then we back on your boy Tank, Tank Davis and his BS. He's also slated to fight on December the 9th. Why would you want to fight on the same day as somebody else? But he's supposed to fight Keith one time Thurman on December 9th at a catch weight of 145. I mean, what's up with this guy and these catch weights? I mean, they're trying to gain advantage for two pounds. I mean, you might not think it's as much, but it is. You know what I'm saying? Keith Thurman is a, a bona fide welterweight. Why do you want to fight him at a catch weight of 145? And then and then this fight is not going to happen. Because Thurman will beat the snot out of, of Tank Davis. I'll tell you that right now. First, he'd outbox him. And they don't call him one time for nothing. He, knock his, he, he can knock his little ass out. The fight is not happening. In my opinion, it's not happening. I don't care what anybody says. I'll believe it when I see it. But I won't be watching it because I'll be watching Devin Haney. Well, that's all I'm saying. Tank, stop with the bull BS. Take those ass whippings you got coming to you like a man. I will respect you more. If you fought Haney, Shakur, instead of somebody you already fought. Hey, the fan base is getting tired, Mr. So-called face of boxing. Not on any day, but hey, just fight somebody at this point. And not a bum off the street. Keith one time is not a bum. You might get what you're asking for. If you lose to Keith one time, you can forget about getting any title shots. Think about that. 
Okay, I've kept you too long today. I thought it was going to be a short so show, but I got the rambling. So, uh, it is what we is. What it is. Let me get my shout outs. Uh, first, I want to give a shout out uh, to my one of my longtime friends, uh, Mr. Wayne Penn, aka the Real. Once upon a time, he was a, a aspiring rapper in the rap game, but you know how it goes. And things didn't work out. I'm gonna show you how bona fide he is. You know who J. Cole is? J. Cole used to open for him. He's getting married this Saturday. Uh, I want to congratulate him and his lovely bride. Nothing but the best. Uh, you always my brother. Plumber's Inc. We forever. You know what it is. A second shout out uh, is to my man, Kelly Press. Uh, he should arrive here in Houston on Friday sometime. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. One of my oldest friends from the military. All I'm going to say is Houston not ready. Uh, just make sure you get here. That's all I'm saying. Also, I want to shout out to my little uh, cousin Harmony, who's writing her own legendary story in the sports and uh, at James Madison, James Monroe High School in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Volleyball, basketball, track and field, whatever it is, she that girl. Check her out. Uh, look up the high school, whatever you have to do. She's the next coming. Plumber Zinc, baby. And last but not least, I want to give a shout out to my little cousin, old Brandon, uh, who celebrated his 19th birthday this weekend. Uh, hope you had a good time. Uh, live life to the fullest. You're 19, so enjoy it. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O U T.